You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This episode of Oh Behave is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com forward slash behave. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. It's Oh Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Time to commit a real social faux pas by discussing politics. I know, I know, we've been taught that it is a big doggy no-no to talk politics or religion. But I think you're going to like this brand of politics featured on today's show. That's because the so-called politicians spotlighted are individuals who you might call non-partisan. On today's show, we're going to focus on America's first pets, the doggone lucky pets who, for a term or two, got to call the White House their home. And here to share insights into those famous pets and their presidential owners is Chuck Zoller, Director of Creative Services for the Associated Press. You know, Chuck's quite a talented guy with a camera, and he's here to talk about a must-read pictorial book called First Pets. Welcome to the show, Chuck. Thanks very much, Art. Hey, um, we're going to find out which presidential pet was the first to be photographed and, yikes, murdered, and which first pet became a YouTube sensation, and much more, right after this commercial break. So, sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave, we'll be right back. Hey, boy, how you doing? What am I doing? I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your life book page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial life book. No, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity, and friends can make donations. People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com or they can sign up on the Pet Life Radio homepage. Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here. <coughs> Create your own life book for your pet. PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. 
In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is a real news hound. Chuck Zoller is a lifelong journalist who was a former photographer for the very prestigious Associated Press. He's been a photo editor, director of the AP Images Photo Library, and now is director of creative services for the AP. Wow, Chuck sported a lot of collars in the news world, and he's here today to discuss a new book filled with some never-before-seen photos of pets who have lived in the White House. The book is appropriately called First Pet. Hey, welcome to the OBHA show, Chuck. Thanks, Arden. I uh, really appreciate it. You know, uh, this is kind of a neat project you've got to wrap your paws around, pardon the pun. But uh, you do a lot of these uh, themed books, wouldn't you say, for the AP? And let's talk a little bit about how this one came to be. Well, we, we do do a lot of themed books. And uh, the, the AP is, is uniquely positioned to do these kind of books because uh, we, we, we are the world's oldest news organization. And... Uh, Obviously, that includes a lot of photography since uh, since the inception of wire service photography. We have we have an enormous photo collection on uh, on all kinds of topics of, of interest, and and they they lend themselves to really really uh, interesting pictorial books. And, and first pet is one of them. And you know you know I mean when you talk about pets, I mean the presidential pets really have pretty good clout. I mean think of Clinton's socks and Bo now and you know dogs and cats and other critters throughout the years. I mean they know how to grab a headline, don't they? We like to say that uh, the first pet is often more popular than the uh, than the president because uh, no, no matter uh, no matter what your uh, political persuasion and and right now uh, I I would say <laughs> politics has has become pretty polarized. Uh, yeah. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, no matter what you think of the president uh, who was in the White House at the time, everyone can sort of relate to uh, the first pet, and everyone, I think, takes an interest in uh, in the pets in the White House. So could you name a, a pet or two that uh, really drew your intrigue as a journalist in the history of the of the White House? Well, arguably the most famous first pet was uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's uh, Scottish Terrier, Fala, that dog became uh, a household name uh, during FDR's uh, several terms, and uh, the, the dog and, and FDR were, were pretty much inseparable. You, you rarely saw them apart, and uh, in fact, uh, when FDR died, Fala was at his side, and uh, Fala was later buried next to FDR. So, so I, I found that kind of interesting. In Washington, D.C., Fala's got his own statue, right? That's right. That's right. And really, Fala set the standard for, for first pets. Uh, was was incredibly uh, 
popular uh, head in the White House. There's some great, great photos of Papala in the book, by the way. Yeah, there's uh, because of that, what we'd like to do for the people who are tuning in, Chuck is kind enough to be able to give away a copy of First Pet. This is an amazing book that you really, if you love pets, you should really get a copy of. So the code word, I think we should go with FALA. What do you think, Chuck? That works for me. All right, so anybody who is the first to email Arden at fourleggedlife.com will win a copy of the book, First Pet, which is a bunch of amazing photographs through the years of the pets who occupied 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And you can learn more about that on the Arden Moore Knows Pets e-newsletter. So Fala was a biggie, but uh, Bo knows how to grab a headline these days, don't you think? Yeah, I, I, one of the reasons we were driven to do the book was because we it didn't escape our attention. All the hype and uh, the attention that the Obama family drew when they were looking for a pet dog and uh, all the speculation on what breed would it be and where would they get it? Would they get it from a shelter or a breeder? And, and when if they finally decided on Bo, uh, Bo became an instant celebrity. So, so it really captured the nation's attention and uh, it was it was one of the catalysts for us uh, doing this book well i think there was a recent broadcast where you know michelle obama was trying to give a talk at a classroom with and bo was there and bo kept piping up i guess this is one of the few uh, beings on the planet that can interrupt the first lady and not really get in the doghouse right yeah it's hard to uh, upstage the president and the first lady and uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and not uh, feel the uh, the repercussions, but uh, Bo, Bo can get away with that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Let's talk about, I mean, I love history. And, uh, you know, there's been some famous dogs in the White House that may have helped and may have hurt some of the uh, uh, political careers of their owners. And not intentionally, I'm not saying the dogs or the cats or the other critters did it, but the actions that have surrounded these pets. Let's talk with somebody that may not have done a really good deal, and that was Lyndon B. Johnson with his beagles. I mean, I'm old enough to remember the picture of what he did. Let's, maybe you can describe it better for us, Chuck. Yeah, that's probably my favorite picture in the book because, Arden, like you, I, I remember as a kid seeing that picture and, and the uproar that it caused. I, I think it was in Life magazine, but uh, regardless, it was uh, a sensation at the time. At a photo op, LBJ had uh, two beagles named probably him and her. And <laughs> he, he picked one of the beagles up by the ears uh, in front of newsmen and uh, uh, Charlie Gorey, a, a great AP photographer from uh, AP Washington, got that photo and uh, it immediately caused uh, a big commotion and pet lovers really took offense at the way the president was uh, treating his dog. So uh, that got a lot of attention as a great news photo, but also kind of backfired on the president, I think, a little. And how, how do you mean by backfired? What happened? Well, I, there was a lot of, of uh, criticism from, from dog lovers and, and uh, animal lovers uh, at the time about uh, that's cruel to the dog. And I don't know whether it was or not, but, uh, but certainly a lot of people uh, took offense at that. I take offense at him being the lack of creativity. I mean, for gosh sakes, the dogs are named him and her. Did he name, uh, you know, Ladybird, you know, wife? I mean, yeah. child number one. I mean, seriously. Right. <laughs> Not very imaginative, I, I, right? I know. 
an interesting thing about LBJ, I talked to some of our White House photographers from that period. Uh, AP's always been blessed with a great photo staff in Washington. And they say that LBJ was one of their favorite presidents to photograph because he was so unpredictable. And that you never knew what he was going to do. And and that kind of comes through in the book because because there's some really, not just the picture with the dog's ears, There's there are other great photos of LBJ on horseback and with uh, with other pets that uh, he was really spontaneous and, and not self-conscious at all. And uh, it, it, come, it comes through in the book. Wow, that's pretty cool. We do share a commonality. I know you're a big dog lover, and obviously I like dogs, cats, and other critters, but... I actually spent 20 years as a newspaper reporter myself, mostly at the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel, chasing mm-hmm. everybody from politicians to astronauts and, and all. And so, like you, I think it's nice to have that natural curiosity. You sound like, you know, with a photograph, it, it is a, a cliche, but it can say so much more than maybe words. Don't you agree? I don't necessarily subscribe to the uh, a picture is worth a thousand words saying, but uh, I mean, I, I think certainly a well-crafted news story and uh, an eloquent writer can really do wonders with the written word. But photos do have a way of uh, capturing a reader's attention and really putting a story or, or a moment, uh, historical moment in, in perspective and, and really giving it some, uh, some credibility. Okay, I think so. And this book, how do people obtain the copy of first pet is there a website also and what's i know you've released this book in uh, in earlier in may but tell people how they can get that book first pet is available in bookstores and also on uh, online from the book publishing sites amazon uh, barnes and noble borders all carry it and uh, it's even available on the uh, ap's website although uh, Probably the easiest way if somebody wanted to order it would be uh, to go to Amazon or one of the other uh, booksellers. Okay, that sounds good. And there's how many photos that we have? And tell us a little bit about what's inside the book. I should know that, but I, I don't know the exact numbers. It's somewhere in the more than a hundred photos in the book, stretching back all the way uh, to some of the uh, the earlier uh, presidents of the 19th century, right through Bo Obama, who's who's on the cover, of course. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Everybody, we're speaking with Chuck Zoller. He is with the Associated Press, and he's here today to talk to us about this amazing new book called First Pet. It is a pictorial of some of the uh, top dogs, cool cats, and other critters who have got to uh, have litter boxes and leashes and chew toys inside a place called the White House. And we're going to be talking with Chuck more about some of the history of pets that have gotten to have uh, a little bit of time spent in the White House right after we pay for the show. So stick around. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, love to read, but just never seem to have enough time to sit in one place long enough? For all of us on-the-go people, Audible has the answer. Best-selling audiobooks for your iPod or MP3 player. For Pet Life Radio listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. Choose from hundreds of today's bestsellers, including awesome pet books, such as Bad Dogs Have More Fun by Marley and Me author John Grogan, Love That Cat by Ingrid Newkirk, 
It's Okay to Miss the Bed on the First Jump and Other Life Lessons I Learned from Dogs by Seinfeld's John O'Hurley and many, many more. To download your free audiobook today, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash behave. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash behave for your free audiobook. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life because they're a member of the family. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Dean Koontz, and you're listening to Oh Behave with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Oh Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Oh Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm delighted to have our guest, Chuck Solar. He is an AP photographer. He is now, his official title with the Associated Press is Director of Creative Services. Now, that's a pretty nice little title to have, Chuck. You know, it's not a boring title. Director of Creative Services. What the heck does that mean? It can mean pretty much anything you want it to mean. But, awesome! Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, I should make one minor correction for the record. Okay. Uh, I have been a, uh, a newspaper photographer and uh, photo editor for the Associated Press. But as director of creative services, I tend to focus on special projects that promote uh, the Associated Press brand and that includes books and exhibitions, displays, things that uh, get the AP name and brand out in front of uh, the public and, uh, and the publishing world. Okay, but I mean, when we're talking about Associated Press in the world of news, that's like being a Great Dane, not a Yorkie. I mean, seriously, <laughs> tell people a little bit about just kind of the clout and a brief history of the AP. 
I'm not sure there is a brief history of the ANC. Uh, we, we've been uh, we've been in business since 1846, when uh, the Whig Party was in the White House, actually. But wow. uh, we are the the world's oldest and largest news organization. We're a uh, a nonprofit cooperative that uh, is owned by the uh, the U.S. newspaper industry and uh, U.S. broadcasters. And uh, although we started out uh, focused on print media, we're now a multi-platform news organization supplying video, audio, uh, all kinds of online multimedia content. And uh, we estimate that on a given day, about half the world's population sees, sees AP news in some form around the world. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Wow. When I worked at the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel, it was always great when uh, your story would go on the wire. And you'd never know if somebody reading a story that would then be picked up by the Associated Press would land in Paducah, Kentucky or Sacramento or, or Seattle. And, you know, you'd have friends call you. So it is kind of amazing how news can travel. Don't you agree? Absolutely. And the reach of the AP, as you just described, Arden, is, is sort of what attracted me to the to the organization in the first place uh, as a newspaper photographer as you just described I got a huge thrill knowing that one of my pictures was on the AP wire and, and, and could appear anywhere in the country or even the world so that was a, a big uh, attraction for me and, and uh, it, it remains uh, really a, a big uh, a big aspect of the AP Oh yeah now I know we, when we, before we got on the air I was asking your pet portfolio if you will and I, I guess glug glug you do have some pets, and you also have some types of pets that you're a big fan on. So let's talk about that. Well, I do have an aquarium. And, uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you have an aquarium with any fish in it, though? i got to make sure. Yes, i got to enter correctly. I can't assume you have fish yes. in that tank. Okay. I've been lucky with the fish, and, and <laughs> I, I, I've had the tank for over more than 10 years, and one of the original fish is still in there. So I'm, I feel... Is this uh, fish named Methuselah, or what? Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't have a name actually, but but he's he's still going strong. But my real love is uh, is dogs, and uh, unfortunately, I don't have the time to to really give a, a dog the attention that it would deserve right now. But I do love dogs. Uh, I'm, I happen to be a fan of Labrador retrievers, but but almost any breed of dog, I'm a fan. I mean, I think you're being smart, though, too. I mean, when I was working for many years as a newspaper reporter, and I was always on the go. It was difficult to want to to be able to have a, a dog and be able to give them the right care they need. So I think it's kind of neat that you're able to still enjoy dogs, but realize what your job demands are too. Right. It wouldn't be fair to a dog just to leave it cooped up all the time. So especially a larger dog that I kind of like. So I'd like to have a dog in the foreseeable future. Well, if you're ever in uh, the San Diego area, come by my house. You can hang out with Chipper. She's a Golden Retriever Husky mix. So if you like fur and grin and a big, long tail, she'll be your bud for the day. That sounds great. I'm there. Okay, that's a deal. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of these pets, these presidential pet first. As I said, alluded to in the beginning of the show, there was one pet who was actually had the distinction of a double honor, right? To be the first to be photographed in the White House and, sadly was the first to be murdered, um, referring to a dog owned by the late, great President Abraham Lincoln. Do you know much about this dog? 
you know, I confess I, I don't know the history of that dog. It had a slightly but, better name than uh, him and her from LBJ. I mean, Fido. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Not much better. But yeah, I, as I understand it, uh, the dog jumped up on someone in the street, maybe someone who was drunk or something, and the man uh, killed the dog. So uh, really, really unfortunate end to that first pet. That man wasn't, his first name wasn't John or last name Booth or anything, right? Okay. (laughs) I'll get you, President Lincoln, and your little dog, Fido, too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, so that's sad for Fido, but let's talk about what are some of the other first pets you can talk about, because not all of them were dogs and cats, right? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, because one of my favorite uh, aspects of the book, there's a, technically not a pet, but during John Quincy Adams' administration, he had uh, the Marquis de Lafayette, the Revolutionary War hero, as a house guest at the White House. And uh, apparently Lafayette was a colorful figure in his own right. He spent two months at the White House and he brought an alligator with him. So the, the <laughs> alligator the alligator took up residence in the East Room of the White House and uh, was, was... Hey, that alligator a, could have any room as far as I'm concerned. He could yeah, have the yeah, exactly. whole place, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did he have an alligator with him? You know, it's... <laughs> no one's quite sure, but uh, that alligator did... Uh, have the run of the White House for a couple of months. And uh, oddly enough, the, uh, the first lady, uh, Mrs. Adams, had uh, silkworms as pets. So there have been quite a variety uh, of animals through the White House. The Coolidge administration kept a, practically kept a zoo at the White House. They had all kinds of animals, but probably the most prominent were raccoons. Mrs. Coolidge is often seen in, in photo ops from, uh, from that period, carrying uh, a raccoon, cradling it in her, in her arms. It seems uh, a little odd now, but uh, you see uh, pictures of the White House Easter egg roll with uh, raccoons running around. So, been, Well, uh, Silent uh, Cow, man, he was quite an equal opportunity pet lover, it sounds like. I guess so. They must have been animal lovers because they, they had quite a, quite a menagerie there. Yeah, I think I was reading a little bit about this, and the Coolidge uh, administration also had a bobcat, a cow, a goose and two lion cubs? Right. I'm pretty sure the lion cubs, they had to give up because uh, they didn't sell <laughs> themselves to, uh, to residents at the White House. But they had all kinds of animals uh, passed through the White House during the Coolidge administration. So don't you think it's ironic that for the main political parties, the Republican and the Democratic Party, there are jackasses and elephants? And I don't think either one of them has actually been a pet in the White House. Is that correct? No, but there was a, a foreign leader back in the 1800s who offered to send elephants to the White House because he, he thought that they could be uh, adopted as working animals in, in the United States. And the, uh, I think it was President Lincoln who, who politely had to decline the offer. <laughs> okay. I just think, don't you find it weird that the political parties are elephants and donkeys? I mean... You think they could have picked dogs and cats, or I know I always found that interesting. Why the Republicans and Democrats—that's their their mascots, yeah, it, if you will. It, it is curious. It, it doesn't say a lot about either political party, frankly. Right. I think. Right. I mean, you got a. You, you a, can a, read a lot into that, but. Yeah, I won't get you in trouble, but I'm just thinking you got one with a you know right. a memory like an elephant, and right. well, we can we won't go into the donkey part, but um. Right. <laughs> now, what are some other presidents or all that you can talk about? And and I wanted to ask you this too: is you know there is a presidential pet museum, and I'm I'm assuming there are some photos of the AP that are there in Williamsburg, Virginia, correct? 
Well, that, that museum uh, is in the process of relocating to Williamsburg right now. Oh, so okay. It, okay. It, it isn't fully operational yet, but there is a, uh, there is a presidential pet museum. The, the uh, director of that museum, Claire McLean, wrote the foreword to the first pet book. And uh, they're in the process of relocating and, and setting up at, at uh, President's Park in Williamsburg. Oh, that, th- I think the website is presidentialpetmuseum.com. Right. And I was looking at that, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'd like to get, you know, for people, you've got to get a copy of The First Pet. This book is something that will really delight you about some of the famous critters that have been in the White House. And then if you happen to be out east, and uh, I think you should uh, book some time to go to this museum when it's up and ready. So let's talk a little bit about some other famous pets through the years. I mean, we know about Bo right now. You know, Clinton had the cat. You know, real men love cats, and, and Sox was quite a media darling. On the, uh, on the title page of the book is, uh, is another one of my uh, all-time favorite first pet photos, a picture of Sox in the, the White House briefing room where we always see the White House spokesperson at the podium with the logo in the background. And uh, for, for this photo by uh, Marcy Nicewander, Sox is on the podium by himself with the logo in the background. It's, it's, it's a hilarious <laughs> photo. And, uh, <laughs> really, is he really doing a, a, is Sox a doing a mic check or what? That's exactly what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> Sox is the center of attention there. And the Clintons also had, I, I think it was the only lab in the White House, was Buddy. And right. there's actually a Pulitzer Prize photo in the book, uh, a picture of the Clinton family and Buddy. At the height of the Monica Lewinsky scandal, the family is leaving the White House for a vacation in Martha's Vineyard. And the body language in that photo speaks volumes because uh, uh, the First Lady and the President clearly are not getting along well, but, uh, but Buddy is sticking close by by the president. So it's a wonderful photo, sort of a very meaningful photo, and uh, it won a Pulitzer Prize as part of a package of AP photos. Uh, That photo was shot by Roberto Barea for uh, AP. Wow. Do you think Buddy was whispering into Bill's ear saying, you know, you're the one in the doghouse? I'm sure that's what Clinton was thinking at the time. (laughs) Yeah. We're speaking with Chuck Zoller. He is here to talk to us today about uh, First Pet. It's a a new book that just came out. It it contains hundreds of photographs documenting the presidents and their pets through all the years. And I do want you all to remember that there is a code word to get your hands on a copy of this book, thanks to Chuck and the Associated Press. Chuck, again, let's go ahead and tell people the name and how to spell that famous first dog. That's uh, Fala, FDR's dog, spelled F-A-L-A. All right. And so anybody who emails Arden at fourleggedlife.com or goes to our newsletter, Arden Moore Knows Pets, you're going to be able to uh, get a copy of this book thanks to Chuck and the Associated Press. I wanted to get maybe one last more trivia if we could. You know, there were some pets that have done well and all that, but uh, I talked about a dog that became a YouTube sensation. Can you tell people who we're referring to, Chuck? Are we talking about Millie? Close. Same family, the dog, uh, Barney. Barney. Uh, yeah. Uh, Millie uh, was the best-selling author for, you know. Yeah, exactly. Barney was uh, one of uh, President George W. Bush's dogs, a Scottish terrier. And uh, President Bush was very photogenic with Barney and, and also with Spot, which, which was one of Millie's pups. 
a lot of great photos in the book, including, I think, a hilarious photo of Marine One, the uh, president's helicopter, with a Marine guard standing at the bottom of the steps as Barney comes down the steps of the helicopter alone. It, lo- it looks like uh, the Marine is saluting Barney. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Barney was popular on YouTube and a number of great photos uh, of President Bush in the book with both Barney and Spot. And, I mean, the Bush family, because we're going to, we've already talked both, so are you listeners, just take a chill pill. We've talked about cool things about Democrats and Republicans. But, I mean, if you want to talk about famous authors, I mean, the Bush family, the two and four-leggers have produced a lot of books. Well, yeah, Millie uh, produced, I guess you would say, a ghost-written book, uh, but it it was a bestseller uh, during uh, the first President Bush's administration. That's so good. Chuck, is there anything else you'd like to add? I just want to make sure we wrap up this well and uh, let people know how they can get a copy of First Pet by the Associated Press. Well, an interesting anecdote uh, from the AP perspective, uh, during Woodrow Wilson's term, he uh, during World War One he wanted to uh, demonstrate austerity to the public, so he had some sheep and a ram uh, grazing on the White House lawn to show some economy at the White House. Uh, the only problem was uh, that these animals tore up the lawn, so it was decided that uh, they had to go. Uh, however, someone someone had been uh, giving the ram chewing tobacco at the White House, so <laughs> oh, the, the no. ram had. The ram had developed a tremendous tobacco habit, and the president had to give the ram away to, uh, turned out, the head of the the Associated Press Bureau in Washington at the time, who found that the ram got very, very uh, agitated and ornery if it didn't get its tobacco every day. So, um, oh my God, the first yeah, pet was, addict, right? Exa- exactly. <laughs> so, from the Associated Press standpoint, that was that was a funny thing that we discovered during our research. Oh, my God. This is great. I can't wait to get a copy of this book, and I think you all should be getting a copy of this book, too. I mean, in this day of the Tea Party, Republicans and incumbents and all this other stuff, I think sometimes it it is nice to uh, take a different look from the perspective of the pets that are in the White House. So I'm very delighted. We've had Chuck Zoller on as our special guest. He is with the AP. He is the Director of Creative Services, and he's the one that's helped put out this book called First Pet. And I also want at this time to uh, thank my producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. For all you out there, remember, you can get a copy of this book by being the first to email Arden at fourleggedlife.com with the code word FOLLOW, which is uh, FDR's famous terrier. And uh, Chuck will be happy to dash off a copy of the book to you. So until next time, all of you listeners, this is Arden Moore delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>